You are Locked On NC State, your daily podcast on the NC State Wolfpack, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, Wolfpack fans. It's me again, Kenta Gibbs, bringing you another episode of Locked On Wolfpack. And this episode is brought to you by the great folks over at Built Bar. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I love a good I told you so. I love that. I I love it. But today is not just about I told you so's. It's about collecting some well-needed thank yous from the rest of the ACC. And by the rest of the ACC, I literally mean every single permanent resident here. Notre Dame, you don't count. Does she even go here? I don't think so. But every single resident of the ACC, every single participant, except Clemson, okay? We're going to need a thank you. We're going to need it. We're going to need it for this win over Liberty. We're going to need it, all right? Go ahead. Go ahead and send all your thank you letters. Every team, every single one of you, send your thank you letters, okay? All right, Virginia Tech, Wake Forest, UNC, Syracuse. UVA, all of y'all, send the thank you letters. Come on, send them on in, all right? Send them on in. Obviously, we're going to talk about the Liberty win today. We're going to talk about the flame pack being in the air. Because this is this game here, second top 25 win this year. Very impressive for Coach Dorn. And, and later this week, we'll talk about is this or is this not his best season of coaching here. But we're going to start this thing off right. We're going to start it off with collecting our thanks from the ACC, and then we'll move on to Dabo and the mess going on in Florida State. Normally, I'm a not-my-team-not-my-problem kind of guy, but this seems like uh, this is so messy. I got to get a, I got to dabble in it. I got to dip a toe in it. I'm going to get right back out, but I got to dip a toe in it just, just for a second. Do y'all mind? Y'all don't mind. Okay, so we, that's what we're going to do. But anywho, as I was saying, all the teams in the ACC, go on, go on. Get, listen. All we're saying, Liberty came in here and wrecked shop, much like Notre Dame is doing. So, all the other teams, all the other schools, go ahead, get your thank you letters, get them together, send them to 4600 Trendy Road, Louisville, Florida State, everybody. Come on, get in on that. Get in on that. If you're not the number one team, Clemson has their respect because they're Clemson. They stand alone. They are not quite with the rest of the ACC. However, every other team, oh, not a single team, is outside the parameters of, oh, yeah, they're they're so far above NC State. They're so far above Liberty and the teams that Liberty beat. Not a single one. Not a single one. Go down the list here. Again, go down the list. And I tell you, not a single team here is high enough to say, oh, well, with this win over Liberty meant nothing for the conference. It meant nothing for our team. All of y'all, get your letters ready and send them to 4600 Trinity Road, Raleigh, North Carolina, 27607. You understand? Because this, this is objectively it. This is objectively a moment where all the other ACC teams have to acknowledge this was a huge win for our conference. This objectively was. This wasn't a huge win for just NC State. This was a huge win for our conference. And again, let's look at the standings. We already talked about Miami at number three. You look at Miami at three, 
NC State just barely, just barely, by a hair, lost to the, lost to Miami when De'Aaron King was playing the be- one of the better games that I've seen him play all season, if not the best by far, right? So Clemson is number three. You look at UNC at number four. Well, last time I checked, um, the UVA team and Florida State teams that beat y'all state beat them. So, again, y'all have no claim to, oh, we're beyond this. The team that's right behind NC State, because NC State is next on the list, behind them is Boston College. Again, who who here? Who here is above saying, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm not part of ACC. I'm not part of that. those, those the losing guys. That's not me. I'm not in on that. I beg your pardon. I beg your pardon. I just, well, what are we what are we really saying here? Coach Halfley's doing a great job at Boston College. However, they lost to Virginia Tech, who lost to Liberty. So they lost to Virginia Tech by 26 points as well. They got whooped by Virginia Tech, who lost to Liberty. So Boston College, come on in the room. Y'all in the room too. Pitt, y'all already know the deal. Y'all lost to NC State. Y'all already know the deal. This is this shouldn't be a shock. This should not be a shock at all. And then you go to keep going down the line, and you've got a bunch of teams that have all either lost the state or lost the liberty or lost to both. So again, ACC, it's okay. It's all right. I know that you're not very much in the position of having to think NC State. I know you're not there. I know. I get it. It's an unfamiliar feeling. I know that these refs are finally going to have to call some games straight, and I know it's going to hurt. It's going to hurt for some of them. That's all right. That's all right. It's fine. Just, just go on and give us our flowers. Thank NC State for what happened. Thank those young men for what they did. Thank Isaac Duffy for coming up with his interception. Okay? Thank Aiden for coming up with his interception. Thank the guys who played extremely well, not only the defense, but also the guys who put the ball in the end zone on offense. Thank Levi Jones. Thank Vi Jones for blocking that kick. Because if not, ooh-wee, ooh-wee, the, the, oh man, looks like the ACC championship is going to be Liberty versus Notre Dame. Those jokes would have been outlandish. Those jokes would have been so persistent, even if Liberty would have lost every game for the rest of the season. That only would have made us look worse. At that point, we would have had to hope and pray and beg that Liberty runs the table. Because at that point, the rest of the ACC looks so bad, all we can hope for is to make Liberty look better to say, well, I guess, you know, if they were in a close game with Virginia Tech, it was a big deal. Well, I guess, if they barely beat North Carolina State. But, again, this is a victory lap. This whole first segment, just a victory lap. I'm going to strut it out. I'm going to enjoy it. I'm going to enjoy it, okay? The Wolfpack. I was wrong about it being a barn burner, and I can admit that. I can live in that. I can I can accept that. But the Wolfpack pulled off a 15-14 victory over the undefeated Liberty Flames on a last-second blocked field goal. I'm sorry, it wasn't last second. There was one drive after that. But still, the fact of the matter is, the fact of the matter is, that is... Wow. Wow. And again, I'm sorry to anybody who bet the over for under over because both of these teams were at allowing over 400 yards a game. And then to see 15-14 be the final score of this game, that was a shocker. 
That was a shocker. But it is what it is. It is what it is. And we'll talk about whether or not NC State has to run the table and all that later this week. We don't, we don't have to get into that right now. But this game here, again, the rest of the ACC, come on in the room. Come on. Come on. Give us our credit. Give us our credit. Give us all of our flowers. Give us all of our roses. Because NC State has saved the conference from being a national embarrassment. Not saying that NC State has made this conference just be so great and made us look like world beaters and made us look like you could drop off our most average team. But this was on the brink of a conference embarrassment. A Liberty running the table? I beg your pardon? Liberty running the table. That was what we were up against here. Objectively speaking, that's what we were up against. No, they did not play all of the best teams from the conference. Sure. Sure they didn't, but they played multiple teams out of the top half. They played multiple teams that, if you look at just their conference records alone, they're above 500. So, this win means something. We can't argue that. And you know what? I'm not going to lie. When I was watching this game and celebrating, of course I was celebrating with an ice-cold Coors Light in my hand. Listen, I was excited I was so geeked during that game for the way the defense was playing, but I was also so nervous the way the offense was playing. I knew I needed to chill, and when that happened, I grabbed the beer that's made for chilling. I grabbed the beer that is as cold, as crisp, as refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. All right? That's what I did. And at the end of the day, Coors Light always gets you right. It gets you where you need to be in terms of relaxing. However, remember, whenever you are drinking Coors Light, celebrate responsibly. Even if you are celebrating saving ACC, celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Now, I wish I, – we'll, we'll get more in-depth into what happened in this game a little later. We'll, we'll get in-depth into that as we start to land this thing. But there is something that I want to talk about here. There's something that I just – I got to get into a little bit, okay? The Florida State-Clemson debacle was very interesting to me, extremely interesting to me. All righty, y'all. Uh, we already talked about we already talked a little bit about this, but we need to get deeper into Davo Sweeney's comments here because we we need to talk about how uh, Davo Sweeney went at um, went at Coach Mike Norvell about the whole game being canceled thing and 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 who I think as far as this thing goes. Now, objectively speaking, here I've got some sources that on both both sides of this thing, and I've, I've got some folks who I've been talking to, trying to get in touch with, trying to figure out what's going on here 
on both sides, and it seems to be pretty clear what happened. So Clemson had a player who was asymptomatic, uh, oh, who was symptomatic Monday and Tuesday. He did not practice those days. Uh, he was feeling better, got a test. It was negative on Wednesday. Practiced with the team Thursday, and then uh, either Friday or Saturday tested positive. And then at that point, Norvell pulled. He basically the medical staff from Florida State could not agree to uh, playing the game or even delaying the game by a day with the possible contact tracing as well as the possibility that that wasn't a false positive and that young man really did have COVID and he traveled and practiced with the team, right? And granted, fans, I do not want to be talking about COVID, but this thing has blown up to a point where we have to talk about it. I'd be doing you all a disservice and not talking about it. Also, I really and truly believe that Dabo today has saved Coach Doran from facing the fire for his comments about the whole, uh, oh, yeah, our team, I believe we have basically herd immunity at this point with the volume of cases we had. But anywho, Dabo Sweeney told reporters, this game was not canceled because of COVID. COVID was just an excuse to cancel the game. To be honest with you, I don't think it has anything to do with their players. I have no doubt that their players wanted to play and would have played. Same with coaches. To me, the Florida State administration forfeited the game. Now, that is his view on it. Coach Mike Norvell was quoted as saying, hey, we are football coaches. We are not, uh, we are not doctors. Now, folks, I wholeheartedly agree there. I wholeheartedly agree with the idea that, hey, we are what we are. We are not, again, coaches are meant to coach. They don't do the contact trade. They don't do epidemiology. They don't do all those things, okay? Now, let me get his quote exactly. Football coaches are not doctors. Some of us might think we are, but there's a reason why medical advisors make decisions based on the information that is provided. It's unfortunate that the opportunity has been delayed, but there's a reason people making those decisions have that responsibility. And again, I wholeheartedly agree with Mike Norvell here. The problem that I have with what Dabo is saying is it just does not add up. It just does not have square business with reality, right? So, oh, Florida State's administrators don't want to see their team get blasted by 70. Well, we've already seen that. Again, I have been beating the table for everyone to hear. This is the worst Florida State team we have seen and I thought it was three decades, but looking back, this may be the worst one we've seen in about half a century. I don't, I don't think we've ever seen the Florida State team this disjointed, this uh, fractured, this thin as far as numbers go, this lack of talent. The few players that they do have that are playing the league, the best one, I think, is, is Big Wilson. He's hurt. He's out for the year. One of the wide receivers who look like he's going to be playing the league, he's done. He's getting ready for the combine. This is an awful Florida State team. They've been taking lumps from everywhere. From everywhere. This is not a Florida State team that has played a bunch of cupcakes and had the ability to look really good, and then all of a sudden it's, oh boy, we got Clemson on us now. This is not the case. This is just objectively not the case. This is a Florida State team. That okay, I'm I'm just gonna talk to you about some of the teams that have whooped on their heads 
pretty bad this year. And don't get me wrong, right? Uh, a big win at uh, a big win with UNC coming down to the dope. That was important. That was very important. Cool, great. But now let's look at some of the other games here, right? A forty-two point shellacking by Miami. Forty-two point shellacking. Miami laid it on them thick. Laid it on them thick. Just complete and total domination. Florida State also was beat by two touchdowns or more by Notre Dame. Louisville lost by 32 to Louisville. Lost by 32. Lost by almost five touchdowns to Louisville. Then they lost by 24 to Pitt. Then lost by more than two touchdowns to NC State. The idea that this Florida State team is running from a whooping. Florida State knows every time they step on the field with a Power 5 team, more likely than not, it's going to be a whooping. It's going to be a beatdown. They're going to get the brakes beat off them. They know that. They know that. that none of these things are a surprise to them. Norvell was not saying, oh, yeah, well, we, we don't know what we've got. No, 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 no. No. Even if we include every game that Florida State has lost by 10 or less in conference games or one, right? You have got, of those, of conference games now, you've got two of them on the season, Georgia Tech and uh, Georgia Tech and UNC. That's it. That's the only two games in conference that they've lost by less than 10 points. Again, Florida State has had to furlough so many of their staff as far as athletic go, athletics goes. You think that they're delaying or, or stopping the chance to, to gain some revenue here? I don't. Florida State also has had some of the tightest restrictions since Norvell tested positive. They have not had a single positive test, a single positive test since early or mid-September. This is not by accident. This is not by accident. They are not having the success that they are in containing or stopping the virus from getting their team that they are by accident. They're in Florida. Florida is open, folks. I don't know if you watch the news. I don't know if you've been. Florida is open. Florida is open for business. They're open for tourism. They're open for party. They're open. Okay? And don't let nobody lie to you and tell you it's not. If you're young enough to have a Snapchat or if your kids got Snapchat, ask them about any of their friends that have traveled to Florida recently. Florida is open. And for them to have the numbers that they have is nothing short of a miracle. But it's not just that, oh, the numbers are light through some, through some uh, uh, daring act of God or something along those lines. This was a very intentional very focused, very well thought out plan by Norvell. He hasn't even allowed players to go home during breaks because of this thing. So I, I see what he means by it may be hypocritical. It may be shunned by some of his players to then turn around and say, oh, yeah, so what did they travel with a guy who was, who was uh, symptomatic less than a week ago? So what? And I know a lot of people are saying, well, the, the survival rate is so high and symptomatic could be something as, as mild as a runny nose or the sniffles or whatever. And we're in November and this the weather's changing and everybody's 
getting a little sniffle, a little something, a little this, a little that. Fine, fine, I understand that. But again, the medical decision, the medical administrators are the medical administrators for a reason. Okay? They are who they are for a reason. Just like Norvell said, football coaches are football coaches. I am not. If I was talking about how to beat the recruiting trails the proper way, I would not go to Fauci. I would not go to any anybody else. I would not go to any um, medical administrator from Florida State when I'm talking about where do I need to go on the recruiting trails to get the best players? How do I get them? I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that. I'd much rather go to Dabo. I'd much rather go to Norvell. I'd much rather go to Dorn. I'd much rather go to them. But if I'm talking about uh, how best to stop the spread of a, a virus that's caused a pandemic, I'm going to listen to them. And again, I would, I would be more understanding of Dabo's position if Norvell had been, if Norvell had that team playing extremely well all season. If they had not taken licks, bumps, and bruises all the way all season. But here's another thing. Norvell said, hey, if they want to come back down here in December and get this thing on the week before the ACC championship, let's do it. Let's do it. Obviously, he knows they're still going to get beat by 60. He knows that. He knows that. Norvell is not taking the position of we're going to be all right and, and we're just going to wait out some of these injuries to pass and then we'll play. No, no, no. Novell understands, regardless of how healthy this team is, a 60-point beatdown is coming. That's coming. And he's still like, oh, no, no, no. I want to take it on. I want to take it on. So at, at some point, we have to understand that, like, all right, cool. It's whatever, whatever, however you feel about the, the protocols, sure. However you feel about different teams having more stringent rules than the protocol, sure. But to publicly blast the team and say, oh, they basically forfeited the game. Man, that's tough. That's tough, especially considering – Florida State is naming its basketball one of its basketball facilities after one of its former players who died of COVID at 27 years old. That is, this is, do we not see the irony in this at all? Again, I'm going to step off this now. I'm going to step off it. But that's, that's just my, my thought, my looks at this thing. And going forward, we will have no more of this COVID talk as long as nobody else does anything outlandish or crazy uh, surrounding COVID. But that's just my take on it. And now let me talk to you all about Built Bar. It is hands down one of the healthiest workout bars in the game for you. It has 18 delicious flavors. When you use the term nutritious and delicious, you are perfectly describing Built Bar. It has an amazing low-calorie, low-carb, high-protein, high-fiber composition that makes it the perfect bar to lose weight or maintain weight while still enjoying a tasty treat that makes you feel like it's cheat day. And you can eat it every day and still be on pace with whatever diet you're on. It's even great for keto. So ladies and gentlemen, please go copy you some Built Bar as soon as possible and go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON to get yourself 20% off your next order. Again, go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N.com. Now, folks, stay with me here. I'm, I'm done. I'm done with the pandemic talk because, again, I understand. 
In sports, we come here to get away from that. So we're away from that. The rest of the week, you know that we've got Kenton's Keys coming. You already know that that's a given. But we've also got Talking Wolfpack coming back this week as well. So please, stick with us, folks. Stick with us. I'm here every single day for you all. Every day you got to go to work. There will be a new episode dropped, okay? Peace and love. And as always, go Pack.